0: Welcome back to the Film Review Shack. He's Daniel. And he's Darian. Today, we are going to dive deep into two movies, Grizzly and Cocaine Bear. Let's get into it. Grizzly is a 1976 monster horror film directed by William Girdler. Grizzly had a budget of $750,000 and made $7.3 million at the box office.
1: To start off this segment, we're going to be talking a bit about the acting in Grizzly. I thought that for the most part, the main actors in this film did a a decent job. I'll say that. I don't think it was knock your socks off. I don't think it was really bad either. I just think it it was decent. And as, as far as for the main actors goes, it didn't really distract from the movie for me. What about yourself? Well, I gotta be honest, I was
0: pretty disappointed at how bad the acting was for me. I think there was a lot of scenes where they were supposed to be very intense scenes, and the acting really made it seem cheesy and took away from those moments of the movie. They also had very ordinary personalities. Nobody really went over the top with their acting, so there's no connection for the audience to
1: engage with. Yeah, overall pretty disappointed. Fair enough. I definitely get what you're saying. Some of those scenes uh, where the grizzly was attacking it just didn't seem like the actors were scared. And it kind of just pulls you out of the movie and just kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth. Like, is this actually even scary if the actors aren't even scared? Exactly. It just makes it very unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. I will say, though, that I did really like the Arthur Scott character and the acting that was put into that. His character is just a little bit more eccentric, a little bit weirder. And I thought, out of everybody in this movie, and especially compared to everybody else in this movie, that actor does give a little bit more and does kind of give something, give a little bit of personality to the movie. But not, not too much.
0: Yeah, I think he was the one actor that stood out, but still overall didn't make up for the other actors.
1: Fair enough, Yeah.
0: Now, to get into the screenplay here. For me, it just seemed to follow a very typical structure. The inciting incident was clear, and it was easily defined to play into the three-act structure. But nothing particularly special about the dialogue or the structure that made it unique or stand out in any way.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I just found this to be a total rip off of Jaws, at least as far as how the beats go in this movie. Obviously, it's not nearly as good as Jaws, but it just kind of it left a sour taste in my mouth because of how similar it was, and just the lack of uniqueness that this movie brought in its story. Absolutely. As someone who's seen Jaws many times, you see the similarities that they're trying
0: to use as inspiration for this film, but they miss it at every turn, and ends up being a disappointing
1: result. Yeah. One thing that I will give this story credit, though, is it has an interesting sub-conflict within the characters. It's something that I picked up on, and I don't know if it was necessarily intentional, but It seems like it was, and it's that the different characters, kind of the three main characters in the story, all clashed with each other. You had the the warden Charlie, who was pretty brutal and just wanted the bear to get killed and the park to be reopened, and was kind of just all in it for himself. And on the flip side, you had Scott who was very much into nature and didn't even want to kill the bear. He wanted to tranquilize it. And then you have Kelly, who's kind of caught in the middle going back and forth of, I I want to get my job done, but, Am I doing the right thing here? Is this the best way to be going about it? And I kind of found that that internal conflict between those characters to be a little bit interesting and kind of more interesting than the actual conflict of the grizzly.
0: Yeah, I think that's actually a great example of one thing they tried to steal from Jaws because Jaws is a very similar basis where you got someone that's into nature. You got a group of three people trying to come together and work together. But in this film, like you said, the conflict adds a lot because it shows how the actors clash and the personalities of the characters. And then they've got to kind of blend everything that they have and they're bringing to the table together to solve the big conflict, being the Grizzly.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Interesting enough, I actually really enjoyed the ending of this movie. I just, not not the the explosion when they, they shot the Grizzly, but just that last scene at the end where it's just a shot of Kelly and he kind of puts his head in his hands and he's just thinking, taking in what he does. And I think that scene, it kind of leaves a little bit up to the viewer's interpretation. And it just kind of points out the conflict that had been happening throughout the rest of the movie within himself of, is this the right thing to do? Is this the wrong thing to do? And I think that that last scene is just very poignant in emphasizing that he was going through a lot emotionally throughout the movie.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good representation of him having a moment at the end of the film where he has a true moment to self-reflect on himself and everything that he's done throughout the movie. For sure, well put. Now, to get into the cinematography. Personally, I quite enjoyed the cinematography in this. I think it was one of the best parts of the movie. Right from the get-go, I really enjoyed those helicopter shots.
1: Yeah, me too. Those helicopter shots for the first couple minutes of the movie were pretty breathtaking. And just really a great element to add through the movie. And how they carried it throughout the whole movie was was very enjoyable.
0: Absolutely. I think the scenery kept popping back every so often throughout the film. It wasn't consistent like that, but I think that also helped make it more exciting when it did come back into it, so you get it from the opening sequences, and then a little bit through the midpoint when things start to tense up, and then again at the end in the very climactic part of the movie.
1: Yeah. I would say overall, the cinematography in this movie was just so inconsistent from my perspective. It just seemed like it was a bit of a potentially unexperienced crew. Even though the director of photography for this movie, it was their sixth movie. It just seemed like sometimes they were giving a lot of headroom. Sometimes they were cutting off the headroom and not giving any at all. And sometimes it was right in between. And then the focus pulling was kind of off all movie. There was lots of scenes out of focus. And there wasn't much racking back and forth during conversations. Even when the characters were on two different planes of depth. And that, that kind of took away a lot for me from the movie. It was very distracting. But... Overall, I still really liked the intent from the cinematography in this movie, and I think the intent was pretty artistic. What, are you a cinematographer or something? Maybe.
0: For me, I didn't quite notice all the little techniques and stuff that you just talked about. Almost fell asleep during your monologue there, but anyways. For me, it was a little bit justified because the scenery and the circumstances are always changing throughout the film, and so it kind of makes sense that the shots aren't always going to look the same. There's different locations, stuff like that, but I just didn't take as close of a look, I guess.
1: Oh, it's fair. It's it's not the most obvious thing to pick up. And it doesn't really distract too much from the movie if you're not looking for it. But of course, I was watching the movie critical about the cinematography, so it, it stood out. Of course. Do you want me to get even more technical? Oh, do I? Because <laughs> there's, there's some other technical errors that I found in this in this movie in terms of the cinematography. Well, lamb on me. Well, one I thought it was kind of funny is there was a lot of light bleed into the lens and a lot of lens flares that did not seem intentional in the slightest, or just a lot of the times where the light was bleeding in from the edge of the screen and just kind of washing everything out, and it just seemed like they didn't have a proper matte box or didn't have proper ciders or anything like that, and it just... It was actually pretty distracting. I feel like a law student in a science <laughs> yeah. lecture right now. I don't know. Okay.
0: Some interesting points you make there, I suppose. One thing, another thing I really enjoyed was the point of view shots where you see what it's like through the bear's eyes. You got some really, they seem like sloppy camera work shots, but you know it's for the purpose of the bear walking through the bushes and kind of luring and waiting to attack its prey. Really interesting shots for me from that. Similar in a sense to when we reviewed Evil Dead, you had some of that entity coming towards the characters in that film. It gave me a similar feel to that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. And it's, It's a a typical thing that you see in these horror movies. Uh, But I think it does a really good job of creating suspense. And there's also some points where they used some zoom lenses to create suspense. And I think overall, they did a good job with those couple techniques. And just overall, I think the cinematography in this movie does a relatively good job at telling the story. And it adds some stuff at some points, but not too much. But overall, the story is delivered well through the camera work. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Okay, now to get into the score that they used throughout the film.
0: Once again, I think another big aspect of this film next to cinematography, I think the sound effects were absolutely outstanding. It matched the intensity on the screen when it needed to, and at the same time it also played well at being subtle in the right moments, like it acted as a very good background piece to the film. What about you? What did you think?
1: I thoroughly enjoyed the score and the sound effects in this movie. I thought by far it's the best part of the movie. And I really like the diversity that the score has. You know, it's got a lot of major hopeful sounding music. And when it, when it's appropriate and then it's also got a lot of minor and dark suspenseful music when it's appropriate as well. And as well the sound effects, I think they match really well with what's going on screen. They're mixed well and the grizzly bear noises were pretty good as well. It was it was pretty convincing for me especially because they didn't have an actual bear making the noises. It was all added in post-production. Yeah, that's pretty impressive when you put it from that perspective. Yeah, just uh hats off to Robert O. Ragland, who composed the music for this. And it was performed by the London Philharmonic, National Philharmonic, which is really cool. They're the same orchestra that did music for Star Wars and, and lots of other big movies. And you could really tell that there was just another level of quality in the music.
0: Yeah, like I mentioned before, definitely one of the outstanding pieces. And now that you've said that, it definitely makes sense that it be at a similar level to movies like Star Wars with that incredible soundtrack
1: slash score. Now, of course, in a horror movie like this, we can't go on without touching on the special effects a little bit. And this movie does an interesting take on their blood and guts. I think it was very inconsistent, again, similar to the cinematography. There was points where it kind of looked like it might be real, and then times where it was totally cheesy and super fake, just super unrealistic, especially like the parts when the bear would hit off someone's arm and you just see the arm go flying totally unrealistic and then there was sometimes when the bear was tearing people up and it was all bloody and it looked pretty good and other times when then it wasn't very bloody and it was like why why isn't there that much blood it's the same kind of actions that the bear's making i i just kind of kind of lost me a little bit with the inconsistency and i felt like it could have done more it could have been even more over the top it had that the room to reach
0: Interesting. I didn't necessarily pick up on any of that, but maybe I'm just more immune to horror movies and I feel like most of them are filled with inconsistencies like you just described. So maybe, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's not a big part of the movie, that's for sure. It's kind of, it's all pretty cheesy. So when it's even more cheesier than some other points, you don't really notice it because it's all kind of fits within the same group of cheesiness. Yeah,
0: that makes sense.
1: We'll go with that one. (laughs)
0: Now, to get into a rating of this truly wonderful film, I'm going
1: to start it off with a 6. Okay, it's a pretty bold 6. I'm going to go with a 5. I think this movie stacks up with our uh, the other 5 that I've given on our podcast, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, for different reasons, though. I just think this movie, the intent behind it and what they were trying to do was was well done, but the execution and the story just just missed the mark for me.
0: I can see that. Just for me personally, I'd rather see a crappy horror movie than a crappy
1: comedy movie. And that's why i go in with the six. Fair enough. I respect that. All right. Well, that is our review of Grizzly. We will be taking a short break and coming back with a blind ranking. Stay tuned. And we're back. Today, we're doing a blind ranking of famous movie monsters. All right, I'm going to give Darian the list first, and we'll see where he he goes from there. First off, I'm going to start you with a classic movie monster, Zombies.
0: Quite a few solid zombie movies, but they're not always too, too great, so I'm going to put them at three. I like that. Next up, I'm
1: going to go with another classic, Chucky the Doll. Terrifying concept. I'm going to put that one at two. Third up, we've got the Xenomorph from the Alien franchise. Causes quite some havoc. Well, I can't rightfully put it at four or five, so I'm gonna put that one at one. Fair enough. Fourth up, got a bit of a humorous monster here with Frankenstein's monster.
0: Ah, I'll put him at five. Fair I think up. he's half friendly, half terrifying. You gotta put him below. And
1: finally, Godzilla. Probably would have put him a little higher, but he's going in the four. That's the blind ranking for you. I like your list though. I think you ranked those well. I appreciate it. Now, I'm gonna give
0: you the same blind ranking with five new monsters. Let's do it. First up, Count Dracula.
1: Oh, I love Count Dracula. So I'm going to put that at two. Next, I'm going with the bear from Grizzly. I think it was more of a cute bear than a scary bear. So I'm going to put that one at four. Okay, interesting take. Next up, you got the one and only, Jaws. I feel like you might throw me a curveball, so I'm going to have to put Jaws at three here.
0: Ooh, okay. Next up, I'm going to give you the Invisible Man.
1: Oh, the Invisible Man.
0: Oh, well, I, it's got to go at five. Okay, you're number 1. The Exorcist. Oh,
1: okay. I'll take that. I think that's a pretty solid list. I that agree. Good job, Danny. All right, we're going to take a short break and then we'll come back and we'll be reviewing Cocaine Bear. Stay tuned. And we're back. Now, we're going to take a look at Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear is a 2023 horror film that's directed by Elizabeth Banks. The film had a budget of 30 or 35 million dollars, depending on who you ask, and it made a whopping 89 million dollars at the box office.
0: Okay, I'm gonna start us off with the acting today. Similar to the movie we just talked about, Grizzly, I believe that nothing really stood out for me There was a little bit more of decent acting, I felt, in some of the characters in regard to the survival skills needed for the characters to survive this movie. They acted a lot more frightened, whereas we discussed earlier in Grizzly, they just acted like nothing was bad going on. And that is opposite of what happens in this one.
1: Yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed the acting in this movie. There's a lot of recognizable actors for me, which isn't too often where I recognize actors. So that was cool. And I just I thought they everyone just did a good job. You know, not an incredible job. I'm not nominating anyone here for an Oscar or anything like that, but I I enjoyed the acting in this movie. I thought it was fun, playful, and, and the actors seemed like they got into their roles and had fun with it. And that made it fun for me to watch it.
0: Yeah, I think they had some surprising smaller parts where actors came in and didn't necessarily fill the whole movie, but played a crucial part for the moments where they were on screen. One example of that was somebody that came through maybe two-thirds, three-quarters of the movie through was Ray Liotta. And I think he came in, didn't really impress me too much when he came in. But as the time went on, he really acted well as a villain towards the end of the film and really did a great job of portraying that.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it was so cool to see him in one of his final roles and just just a fun role for him kind of getting to play the mean villain. And and yeah, he added a nice flair, I think, to the movie and and it was just it was a cool cool character for him. Definitely, he stood out in this film for sure. One other thing that I found a little
0: bit interesting with the acting that I'm going to go back on to what I first said was them being more realistic to the situation. There was one moment where the detective saw the bear consuming the cocaine and delivered a line that read no, 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 don't kill it. Let's see what kind of effect that has on it. And I think that might be one of the stupidest lines I've ever heard in cinema in my life because what kind of effect do you think is going to come of that? Had the chance to shoot it, you know, had the chance to save everybody. No, no, just let it be. It'll be fine. It's just a 175 pound bear and cocaine.
1: Yeah, not uh, not the most logic in that situation there. But I think that point just kind of speaks to the whole movie and just how it's all kind of a joke this whole movie it doesn't take itself seriously so there's a few points like that where it's like oh that's dumb but it's probably dumb for the sake of being dumb and and some someone will find that funny yeah definitely Talking about the the humor that was in this story, I want to delve into the screenplay a little bit and how that humor played within the the movie. And I thought it I thought it was pretty funny the whole movie. And there were some good funny situations that the characters were getting into with the bear, and just a lot of lot of humor coming out of the situations. And I also thought there were some clever one-liners that that the actors had and. A lot of them weren't necessarily blatant jokes, but they were just kind of dumb things that were said that I found funny. And maybe that's just, maybe it's just me that found this movie funny and maybe it's not, but I I enjoyed how the humor played in this movie.
0: What I will say is I think it helped to lighten the severity of the movie. I didn't find much of it funny at all, but it was needed where some of the moments of the movie got really intense and it helped in that aspect.
1: Yeah, it kind of cuts the tension at points. Yeah. Now, one thing that's kind of different about this movie is the ending in it is a happy ending, which isn't always the case in a horror movie. Actually, usually the opposite. But this one, it left you feeling good, and it left you with a smile on your face. And I kind of thought that was cool.
0: Yeah, I think regardless of how you felt throughout the film, I think there's still a part of people watching that necessarily might not have wanted that bear killed come the end they at play that up in a certain way, so people that would have been disappointed by that ended up not being disappointed and yeah, interesting way to end it,
1: yeah, I think it they do a good job of having those main characters that you want to make it out in the end and survive that they do end up surviving so it's it's kind of like a triumph over evil in a sense, even though it's it's just a weird movie, <laughs> yeah. One other thing that I, I enjoyed about this movie and the structure of the movie is how there was just a bunch of different storylines going on. You kind of had these different groups of backpackers at the start, and then you had the, the cocaine traffickers come in, and you've got the kids as well. And I really liked how all these storylines kind of seemed like they were leading up to joining up with each other. at, And they happened at different points in the movie where they met up with each other, and the suspense that was created by thinking, okay, when are these people going to run into each other? What's going to happen next to these people? I, I just enjoyed that part of the movie and kind of guessing in my head what's going to happen to these people next or what are they going to run into next?
0: Yeah, I like that you said that. Even for the two characters that we're introduced to in the beginning of the film, obviously they come face-to-face with the cocaine bear. The one man makes it out. He disappears. Camera moves to another set of people. Two younger kids The girl we are left with a mystery of. Um, Of course, later in the story, they pick it up and they all come together. But it constantly moves through groups of people. I think for the middle section of the film, you got two different groups. But it plays interesting because... At certain points in the movie, even the camera work they use and the coverage shows the different groups of people going up the same spots of the location and the shooting that we're seeing. And it all comes together in the end. They all run into each other. They're all in the same situation, of course. They're all trying not to come face to face with this thing. And interesting to see that from four or five perspectives and how the personality comes out and how they all deal with this differently. For sure. I totally agree. Now, for the cinematography, I think similar to Grizzly, some very interesting scenery shots. Uh, You got a great location scouting with the mountains and all of that. But again, nothing really standing out. No techniques that really played too greatly for me.
1: Well, I think overall, the cinematography in this movie is just tight. It's not like some of the other movies and the cinematography in them that we've reviewed. But it's just, it's very technically precise for what they were trying to do. And I really enjoyed all of that and just how good it was, like especially compared to Grizzly, like all the headroom in this movie, it was all consistent and it all was appropriate. And I also found that there were some parts where it even added extra storytelling to the story. Like there's one specific scene where the two drug trafficking guys are in a car and the angle is a two shot, but then it breaks off into a one shot of each of them cutting off both their looking room, kind of separating the two characters, even though they're right beside each other. And I thought that was a really cool scene and how the cinematography worked in that scene really spoke more about the story than what was actually even going on within their two two argument there. Mm -hmm.
0: You've got some of the choices they decided to use with the coverage, really adding elements to this movie from a couple different perspectives. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I also really like just the overall aesthetic and look of this movie. Love the lens choice. I'm not sure exactly what lenses they were using, but they were they were very crisp, and the bokeh on them was so beautiful. It just added a lot. It made the movie really visually pleasing to watch. And I also liked the color scheme that they were using. It was a bit less saturated, a bit more muted in the colors, you could say. And I found that aesthetic really worked and really matched with what was going on in the story. So just overall, it was a very pleasing movie to watch for the eye
0: yeah similarly to that i really enjoyed the use of the lighting that they did in this i think you got somewhat any outdoor movie that you're going to watch it takes place mostly outdoors different settings that come from viewing different times of the day on the screen and with this movie taking place over the course of what seems to be most of one day when you switch from the scene to where the daylight is kicking in to when they end up finding the woman's daughter in the cave you switch to a dark background and the lighting totally flips and just as pleasing
1: yeah, I totally agree. And I really liked that nighttime scenes as well. The pale lighting that they used and really emphasized that desaturation of the colors. And it was it was very beautiful for me to watch. One other little technical piece that I enjoyed about this movie is the use of depth. In it i found they did a really good job of racking focus to different things or drawing your attention to something in the foreground initially and then having the character come in in the background or there's a really cool scene where the went from two people it was two people pointing their gun at each other and it racked from both of their eyes to the end of the barrel of the gun and it did that back to back and i thought that was just a really cool use of depth and it really helped tell the story of that scene
0: yeah i agree now can't miss it in every horror movie review we do let's talk about the effects for me very gruesome at times and i think when you least expected it you kind of get through a certain portion of the movie with it being you know it's still a bear attacking people but it was pretty controlled and then it kind of just lets loose and it's open season and legs arms flying everywhere pretty gross they did a great job with that i felt how about you
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed the special effects and makeup in this movie. I think they did it in a tasteful way. Like It is very brutal, and there's a lot of gore in this, and there's some really stark and shocking shots, especially the one where the teenager gets shot in the back of the head. That's a brutal scene and a brutal image, but... I think they still do it in a tasteful way where they could have gone even more over the top. Like, say, in a Quentin Tarantino movie where there's tons of blood like Django. This movie, it's got limbs ripping off and and stuff happening, but yet it's still subdued enough in the amount of blood, and like there's not blood gushing out of the limbs, that it's still watchable. And I think if they would have taken it to the level that maybe Quentin Tarantino would have, it probably wouldn't have been watchable. It would have been a little bit too scary and too brutal.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think for most of the movie, it's running pretty adjacent to that line where you consider it crossing that line, but it controlled itself at the right moments.
1: Yeah, I'd say it was right on that line. Yeah. And last but not least, we've got a touch on the sound design and the score. And personally, I thought, again, it was very good. Not as good as Grizzly, but I think the music in this movie matches really well to what's going on on screen, and it sets the mood and tone of each scene really well. And that's just one thing watching this movie I just couldn't get over is every time something in the mood changed, the music changed with it. And it was just the music was on key, on point the whole time throughout the whole movie. It was a great element that added to the storytelling.
0: Interesting. Personally, I didn't notice the sound as much in this film. I don't know if that's because we were in a movie theater watching the first one. The sound's a lot more intense, of course, being there. But for me, I just didn't pick up any of the sound design. I felt that the screen was more overwhelming than the sound of the moments. But hey, that's just me.
1: Yeah, no, I can definitely see that because there was a lot of points where it was subtle and it wasn't in your face. It wasn't trying to be like, oh, listen to this big piece of music we have. It was just kind of this subtle, like sinister music in the background or this this light, happy music just kind of going on in the background. It wasn't centerpiece of this movie where you could say it kind of was in Grizzly, but I just think it matched really well in the background and it speaks volumes saying that sometimes you don't notice it it just kind of goes in with the rest of the theme of the movie yeah i
0: agree for me the soundtrack and the songs they used did that more for me even in the opening sequence you got a nice jefferson starship song playing and some other throughout that really again the lyrics fit to the story and just a great execution on that
1: yeah, for sure. I also enjoyed the soundtrack and how they mixed in songs as well as the instrumental. Well, I think you all know what time it is. It's time for a rating. Personally, I enjoyed
0: Grizzly a lot more. I think everybody could tell just by how I described these two films. I'm going to get Cocaine Bear at a 5.5 today. All right. Might be a little low, but higher
1: than Bill and Ted, and yeah. I'm going to give this movie uh nice round seven out of ten i enjoy this movie i thought it was a fun story i think there's some good cinematography in it i think and i think overall top to bottom it was a pretty well produced movie and just an easy watch and a fun watch uh so I, i put this up there with with back to the future as as an enjoyable movie with some good quality production value as well
0: yeah it was a fun watch i'm just glad it was only 90 minutes
1: There's a movie for everybody, and sometimes it's just not for you.
0: Sometimes it's not Cocaine
1: Bear. Yeah. Actually, that's all the time. (laughs) But if anyone out there is thinking about watching Cocaine Bear, I I say do it, but just be prepared. You might not sleep very well the next night.
0: I say don't do it. So if you're listening at home, flip a coin.
1: All right. Well, there you have it. That's our review of Cocaine Bear. When we come
0: back, we will be doing an Animal Movies draft. Today, we are going to be doing a draft of the top five animal movies. I'm gonna start us off with the first pick, and I'm gonna take the
1: quintessential animal horror movie of Jaws.
0: I'm gonna hit you right back. I'm gonna go The Wizard of Oz at two. Probably the best dog in cinema history.
1: Okay, my second pick, I'm gonna go with a bit of a a newer movie, bit of a weird one maybe. I'm gonna go with Life of Pi.
0: My second pick, I'm gonna go with a character that's always causing mischief. I'm gonna go King Kong.
1: I think I gotta take the prehistoric animal movie of
0: Jurassic Park. Okay, well I'm going to stay on the same train. I'm going to go every which way but loose. I'm going to throw my favorite animated movie, Ratatouille. For me, I'm going to go another classic staple in the horror genre. I'm going to go with the birds.
1: Alright, well I'm going to wrap up
0: my list with another dog going with Call of the Wild. My number five, I got a great horror dog movie with Cujo. Alright, well I think this is a pretty competitive draft.
1: I think so. Well, that wraps things up for today. Thanks for tuning in. Come back every week for a new episode of the Film Review Shack. Signing out. I'm Daniel. I'm Darian. And we are the the Film Film Review Shack. Shack.